Dan Nichols. I'm your host. And I am joined by Betty Boop Brazier Brian. I don't even know what that means. And Tittletop Topiary Tim. <laughs> what? Don't this judge is, me. I is, had a very short period of time. This is brought to you by Dan, the king of onomatopoeia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll go with it. What so, just happened? That was, that was very special, man. <laughs> Thank you. I you know, to be that. fair, like you do come up with those like on the fly, like pretty much like right before we start. So some of them like, I plan like weeks in advance, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is gonna slay. <laughs> and then some of them I do it, and you guys are like, oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. Well, sometimes I don't get it. You guys are no, Sometimes you're just mean, Dan. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Sometimes you talk some shit. Hi, I'm Dan. I talk shit. Yeah, I guess that's you fair. I should be used to. It. I've okay. known you too long. So let's go into what we're talking about today. Um, so, look, we all have seen cars that were bought for dirt cheap when they were built and go for hundreds of thousands of dollars and sometimes millions of dollars. Like, if you find a Model T that is absolutely pristine or one that is really good in a Survivor, like as in it's never been repainted, the engine's never come apart, anything like that. I mean, millions of dollars possibly. Um, look, we've all known those. And what we are going to do, this is going to kind of be two different related subjects in one. A little bit. It's, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not necessarily different. It's just yeah. kind of what's currently happening and then our take. Yeah, what has happened in yesteryear, what's happening right now. And what we think the future holds. Yeah. Because we're really good at predictions. But I said, you could end up with some serious like investment advice by the end of this episode. So we, Yes. You know, we absolutely you'll definitely could. want to stay tuned to the end of this one. Right. Because this episode look, brought to you by Money Talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean it, Money Talk would tell you, like, you know, you don't need a four oh one K. You know what you need? A DeLorean. That's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a wise um, investment. I, I want to lead us off. Um, look, 1969 Ford, Chevy, or Dodge, anything, you're getting return on investment. 1969, in my humble opinion, was possibly the best year for all American cars. Period. The 1969 Chevelle is my favorite year of Chevelle. The 1969 Camaro is everybody's favorite Camaro. The 1969 Mustang is the favorite Mustang. The 1969 trucks are the favorite. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. I did just see a, uh, a Mustang II with a Coyote swapped into it and a custom, like, steel wide body. Well, because the... That's a real thing. <laughs> well, I got so excited that I was like... We've discussed this, though. Ford knows something we don't about the Coyote, something about it blowing up. That's why they don't put it in anything. I, dude, I was still stoked to see a Mustang too because right. I don't, I don't hate the Mustang two body style. I do. I don't. It looks it, good. Like it looks it, very eighties. Eh, it's like look, 70s, it happened. But, yeah, right. It, it did. The 80s, <laughs> and it's it super. Happen, it super sucked, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. To to me to throw a Coyote in there, that's pretty cool. I mean, that is yeah, pretty cool. That's but pretty it, badass. and I guess that's kind of my hang up on the Mustang too. The reason why I hate it so much, every single engine that came in it was horrendous. Yeah, gas crisis. Makes Four sense. banger, dude. 
that's, naturally aspirated four banger, and I don't know why they have the Ecotec four banger Mustang now. Like you've done that, it doesn't work. Stop it, <laughs> fucking stop it. Somebody they sell them, man. Yeah, somebody wants one. Yeah, we we've we've gone over this, yeah. man. The reason is yeah. because they fucking sell them. Yeah. So. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in kind of in what Dan's talking about, it is a scenario in which like if you could find one of those cars or you have one. You could probably unload it right now for a lot of money. Right. Um, a lot of money. Like, yeah. But with a lot of those classics, the people that already have them will keep them. They want them. A lot of times, yeah. Unless there, there are definitely those guys out there who take delivery of these cars with the intention of cleaning them up a little bit, doing a little, a few custom little things to it, or hell, taking custom parts off and putting original pieces back on. Yeah, restoring and then, back. And then returning them back to auctions where they make hand over fist money. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Stock cars. Yeah. Like off stock the factory car- line. Yeah. How it would have rolled off the line in 1969, 1968. That's the car that fetches the most money. No, no, no. Not the car who somebody took the time of making all the drum brakes on all four corners disc, (laughs) putting air conditioning in it and comfortable seats. No, no, no. Fuck that. I want to suffer like I'm in the 60s. Absolutely. (laughs) Just whatever. The reason I, I I came up with this, though, is like I've seen like a lot of cars, like cars that even in their time as they may have been okay cars, even good cars, just skyrocketing for any number of reasons. Yeah. Um, one that always comes to mind is the the Mark IV Supra. Hell um, yeah. Hey, even the Mark Threes are going for a decent chunk change. Not as much as the Series 4, I'll give you that. The, the Mark, Mark IV, IV, because of Fast and the Furious, yeah, is literally absolutely. like the one that everybody wants, even the NA ones, which Can I say something super, aren't very good. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to say something that a lot of people are going to hate me for. And they weren't that great. No, I, I was, especially the ones that came with the one J I was, I was reading the first couple years did. I was reading on a forum. Yes, guys, a forum. And there was someone commenting about how a teacher they had had one. And like he, he would see people with them and be like, Oh, I had one of those. It, it kind of sucked. And he's yeah. like, I just, he's, he always said that the, the teachers loved seeing their face just be like, oh, and then they try to defend the Supra. Yeah. It's like, you've never even driven one. I've, I owned one and it sucked. Yeah. yeah. They're not particularly comfortable. They're, they're cool cars. They're, like, they are super cool. And look, it, practicality wise, like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to keep going back to it, but like. The 69 Camaro wasn't necessarily practical. But say any of those cars that we really covet, they're not practical. Like, we don't mm-hmm. covet them because they're practical. Most well, of okay. them. Okay, yeah, I'll give you like, that. There so, are definitely those coveted cars out there that are practical in their own way. Yeah, there are some. There yeah, are, I'm not going to say like none of them, but yeah. vast majority of cars that we covet as mm-hmm. gearheads, whatever you want to call us. Yeah. It, honestly, we kind of covet them because... Because of their impracticality. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. The things that make them so impractical yeah. are the things that we love about them yeah. because at that point they're not mm-hmm. the gray box, you know, right. um, exactly. appliance. They right. are, they have some, they have character. They have that something about X them. factor as Dan yeah. would say. Speaking and so like of. when you find these older vehicles yeah. that may have been mundane in their day, yeah. you find them now even restored to their mm-hmm. mundane, not yep. all that great self. Because it harkens back to another era, their when value just goes for them. through yeah. the freaking roof on these well, things. Well, and kind of going along those lines um, and touching on what Tim said, 
about um, the thing is is that people hold on to these cars that they covet. Um, the 1972, 1971, the, the early 70s Chevy C10s. Yeah. You can't find a short bed that is a reasonable price. If you find one that's in decent condition or one uh, that is patinaed yet, you know, nice interiors and all that shit, <clears throat> those are $40,000 trucks for the short bed. However, the long bed is like 10 grand. And it, that's years ago though the short bed was that as well. It's just that right. that that popularity that that need to own it mm-hmm. has gone up so high. Yep. And it, it, I think that stems a lot to the resto mod community. Like yeah, not I agree. full like restoration back to stock but like resto mod. The trucks slamming seem to be the ones that on you rims. can yeah, trucks seem to be the ones that you can let your artistic liberty fly and obviously not make back all your money. But make more than what you would have if it was bone stock. But here's the thing. Because so many dudes, myself included, who have been priced out of this market can get the exact same year, exact same condition, long bed for cheaper. So they're going to. And there are so many companies out there that make a kit that you... (laughs) hack the frame, cut out a portion of frame, and then bring it up, and you bolt it on, take it to a welding shop, they weld it up for you, and then you reattach everything, and everything's good to go. And then they sell you a bed, just the bed, uh, a short bed that you put on there, and now you have a short bed C10. Personally, I would probably just leave it long bed just because... It is practical, <laughs> you know. Like I, you still have the truck. Like in in those scenarios, I would say like I would probably keep the long bed just because it's different. If I'm gonna mm-hmm. right. do that modifications too. to it yeah. and make it, you know, not get it like a, get a like a recreation of like a stock off the yeah. line vehicle, then I mean, I that That's, makes it different than everybody else's. If I go to a right. show and there's seven other C10s there, right, and like, then you, you show up in a C20, yeah. a three quarter ton. You know, and you have it all the way kitted out and everything. Nobody else does. But here's kind of the funny part. The Ford F100s of those days, they're not going for nearly the price. And then the Dodge D100s and W100s, they're not going for near the price. And what's funny is, is that there are more Chevy C10s out there than there are of the Ford's or the Dodges, actually, there might be more Fords, but there's definitely more than the Dodges. So the Dodges are rarer, but they're the cheapest. It's a funny world. I, right. Like, I, I don't have an explanation for that. Ooh. What do you think, Tim? I just thought of one with a hell of internet. Mm. That sound Dan just made? I need a minute. <laughs> yeah. I need a minute. That dude, that crate engine changes everything. Like, yeah. right. Well, and it, here's the thing: the the the, the worst problem that the elephant has is that it's still a cast iron block. So you put that into something smaller, it's going to make the car so much heavier. You're going to have to do suspension work and all yeah. that to make sure that it can actually pick up its nose. And I mean, a I'm truck. A, I'm okay with that. Yeah, nah, I mean, I'm not I a big truck too. guy. I'm just like, yeah. damn, that would be it's pretty dope. Be because something. the trucks came with a cast iron block anyways. Right. Yeah. So. 
That'd be good. Anyways, please continue, Sam. So back to the Supra. Um, the mm-hmm. reason that it, it's been in my mind um, like so frequently is just the highest selling one at auction recently is like $123,000. Like, that was a car we got here. Yes, and it was one that we had here. It was not right-hand drive, and I, I can't remember the exact specs of it. And the reason I didn't look that up is because I kind of don't care, right? It's, it's still yeah. a Mark IV Supra that sold for $123,000. Like, you know it had the 2J with the twin turbo and all that crap. You maybe. know that it did. I, I mean, I hope it did. I've seen, I've seen pictures of it, and it, it, uh, it definitely was clean, right? But yeah. there are cars that are on their way up. Um, we're not really going to be talking about exotics because exotics are always climbing. Um, they start high and then well, just continue. Before we do that, can I touch on one more Japanese yeah. car that we're going to see more and more of that I am seeing more and more of? Is it? Are we talking about an import, not one we had here? Correct. Because that price always starts high because you not can't get it here. Dude, importing a car is so expensive. There is a firm out of Virginia that imports Japanese cars almost exclusively. They do bring in some from Europe, but GTST Skylines, R32s and R33s, which are now legal to have, are going for anywhere from eight to 12 grand. That's not a lot. Is that including like the cost of import and all that? No, they're that's already the here. Like, no, that that well, is the cost. They've of import. brought so that's like they, these after, are these aren't are, these after they've imported them. Like that's what you're that's out of your pocket. That's all right. you're paying to get. That them. is those cars are on American soil. Oh yeah, you showed me that. I looked at mm-hmm. I looked at their their inventory. They have a lot of really good cars, but the the ones I'd want are on the higher side. They're not like the GTSTs or. Honestly, I would like, but it's going back to that long bed thing. I would prefer to have the GTSD just rear wheel drive to be different. And then if I wanted to replace the RB25 with the 26, get the engine and do the work myself because it's going to bolt up. I mean, like, I'm talking about like an R31. Like, well, that's that true. was super expensive because, like, that car's really old. Yeah. Like, no, that was an sure. early 80s car, and there's not a ton of them. Well, there is that, but. It, even still, like you can get an R33 GTR because people call them the quote unquote boats. You can pick up one of those for like 20K. Dude, the whale's still cool. I do. I love it. But I mean, 20K, like we are going to be talking in that price range yeah. for the cars that are going up. Right. And those cars that are here, I get that. Um, with just the badge that's on it, it is going to make it uh, right. in that, that price true. range to begin with. But I think that necessarily. Sure, they're a little bit more expensive than, say, picking up an EK Civic. Yeah, yep. all right. But, <laughs> but like a good EK Civic or an EG Civic, different story. Yeah, like those but, are going to be, upwards. yeah, they're going to be way up there. But that, you know, R33 boat, those are going to absolutely skyrocket in price over the next 10 years. You know they why? just are. I can, I, I absolutely, and we'll get into this towards the end of the episode, but yeah. I believe that you're right on that. Because all of the other ones will go away because people mm-hmm. will have them. Right. The R32s, when the, the R34s start to get, get imported. I was watching uh, Mighty Car Mods, and they were talking about how there's a shortage of Skylines in Japan. Yeah. Because they're shipping so many abroad. Because now they're classics, and pretty much worldwide you can get them. I would be willing to put at least 33% of those are coming just to the U.S., I've seen. It's possible. I I've I've car spotted 
three or four uh, R32s. And I know they're different because they're all different colors. Yeah, I've seen a couple. It's not like, oh, well, I've seen that one before. No. It's not like somebody that lives near you or is on your route. Right. No, they are. Or whatever. Like, they're Mm -hmm. sim around town. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen a few as well mm-hmm. um, in the past like year or so. It's makes, so cool. Like it, makes, and it is happy. cool. It yeah. is cool to see, man. I mean, and they're really going to be good. on the up and up. Anyways, I just saw like a, a new GT, newer GTR, and I got excited. I was like, oh, yeah. GTR, yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 something where like we talk shit about that car quite a bit just because of like the, yeah. But when changed. you see one in the yeah. wild, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, and it, if somebody were to give it to you, myself included, yeah, you drive the pants off of it. Yeah, yeah, I totally would. And you would. would put it in your garage and use it yeah. on the weekend. I, was, I would drive daily. it every day. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. I don't have a garage yeah. daily. Yeah. yeah, if I had I, uh, to take my kids somewhere, I would use my Mazda. But if it's just me, GTR. Yeah. I got excited today. This is a little side note. I got excited today because I, I was in traffic next to a uh, uh, an Audi R8. Yeah, and I was just like back and forth. Like he passed me, I'd pass him because we were in stop and go traffic in Austin, yeah. like Dude. like we do. I and, just, but I just passed like I, I saw it, like because yeah. I had a headache. I was telling you I had a headache, and I was like really in a bad yeah. mood on the way home. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes, it just After makes driving feel good. one of those, dude, it just makes I, you feel good. I want one. Yeah, man. You know, it, it's not my first choice, but anyways, it is off mine. topic. Anyways, yeah. So in that, with with what I've collected. Uh, it is you just have a great many things on that list. So true, let's do it, it. it does bounce. It does bounce around quite a bit too. It's in no specific order. It's just kind of as I would think about them. Mm-hmm. These are from certain sites. Uh, kind of an amalgamation of different sites talking about different cars. I kind of cherry picked the the ones I felt were necessary to discuss. Yeah. So first one, uh, we're going to talk about the '90s FDRX7. Uh, so this is the last RX7. Um, because mm-hmm. the one following was the RX-8, so it doesn't count. Um, yeah, that's that that car. I'm I'm willing to put money on that car. Will never appreciate. Nope, value. it's already starting to. No. Yeah. So it's stop it. It's for those ones. It's like rebuilt engines. Like mm. if it's the original engine, like you know it's gonna pop. Yeah. Just because wankles. It just is. Yeah. So rebuilt engine, and if it's done by a good shop, like a reputable shop, they're just as pricey. Getting to be just as pricey as like what. The RX-7, like the FDRX-7 was like five years ago. Yeah. Which makes sense because like, to, honestly, they're kind of a cool car. They were super aggressive looking. Suicide doors in the back. Yeah, that was an interesting feature. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's whatever. But with the FD, uh, the FD is starting to climb. Um, as far as like what I was able to, to pull, 20 grand currently. like, And that's like for a decent example. Not like trashed and not like really high end um original retail for that was 39 grand so like that's almost back at full retail yeah which is crazy i'm gonna make a prediction by 2020 it's gonna be back at what you would have bought it brand new for it's Uh, possible 2018 one sold for four thousand forty thousand two hundred twenty five at auction yeah Yeah. there's a clean clean example yeah you gotta know that that car had like twelve thousand original good chance there's a good chance but i mean in that, like, that's one's already sold for more than it costs retail. So, sure. like, I love that car. Um, I'm saying for mediocre condition. Sure. 2020, they're going to be more than what they were brand new. Of course. Again, a lot of this, a lot of cars on this list, it's because not not necessarily how many originally exist or have existed, but, like, it's not a car in production anymore, and people are buying them up. Yeah. And they get to think like some of these are, are gone already. Like some of these have been gutted. They've been caged. They are race cars. They are drift cars. These cars are never coming back to fat like factory nah, They're stock. never they're never going to touch public roads for any extended period of time 
probably ever again. Right. And so, like, that's a lot of these cars on this list are, are going that way. Yeah. So we're going to move right along. Um, um, I'm kind of skipping a generation here, going backwards in time. Um, the uh, the FC RX-7, uh, it is a pretty popular car, mm-hmm. but its its price is pretty even, and it has been for yeah. a while. Um, I imagine it'll go up. Same reason that we were talking about, um, the, like the Mark III going up, and then yeah. like the RX-8 potentially, which it, Dan it, still doesn't think it, it will. I don't. Yeah. But I don't, um, I don't want it to. Let Let me rephrase. Like I said, if if you can fix the things that were wrong were wrong with it from factory, I'm into it because I kind of like that car. Yeah, I, mean, I remember when it came out. It was it was interesting. I wasn't a super huge fan of it, but I thought it was interesting so i'll show you i'll show you one yeah. afterwards it's pretty tight nice. um but yeah we're jumping back to the fb so this is mm-hmm. it was the i think the actual first rx7 because the rx3 was before it the savannah yeah. so this one it's interesting looking it is very late 70s it has like a really weird bubble hatch um a really pointy nose and uh pop-ups so this one it's right now it's pushing about 10 um, for really clean examples, which doesn't really seem like a lot because it's 10 grand, but it's a car from 79. And so yeah. in that, you could probably pick up a decent one for about five. So that, that's that's pretty good. Um, and they look cool. You can make them look even cooler. Yeah. And honestly, out of, other than the FD, obviously, um, it's my favorite looking one. I like it's almost cutesy. A little bit. And I think it's just because it's like that, that late 70s style that went yeah. into the 80s. But thing is, it's like I generally hate cars from that era. Sure. Anyways, uh, well, this not going to sidestep that again. <laughs> <laughs> this one's, it's, it's weird because this one at that 10 grand for a really clean example has already surpassed its retail price. Yeah. Re- retail price on that was like eight grand. But in the late 70s. Right. So, so but let's not take. Let, let's not take inflation into account. I, it kind of, the, of breaks our whole, this whole episode. So let's no, I, not do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I agree. So I'm I'm skipping over inflation because it's like 2019 money is way different than then. So like right. just take it as like the fact that you'd be buying a used vehicle, right? Yeah. Regardless of whatever else, like how much money is worth now as opposed to then. Yeah. That car has already surpassed what it, what it was sold for. Right. Can I take this next one though, Tim? Yeah. All right, so the 49 to 67 Hitlermobile Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> I knew he's going to um, bring it up. They're floating around 20 grand. I've seen those. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not terribly clapped out, but they're also not super great either. Some of the ones I've seen that are around that 20, because like in doing this, I actually went on like Car Gurus and like right. Auto Tempest and stuff just to look. Mm-hmm. They're all right. Yeah, they're not bad. But the beauty about the Volkswagen Beetles, because so many were made, you can buy one that's clapped out body and then one that and a rusted frame and one that has a good frame and a clapped out body and literally just unbolt it and bolt it back together and then you have a car. And then put an STI engine in it. <sighs> LS the world, bro. Why not, man? Oh. Um, okay, so it, it says here, as Tim said, a lot are listed around 15, but high score... On this, Brian, since you don't have it in front of you, what do you think the highest recorded sell of a Volkswagen Beetle was? Or Porsche 911, whichever you want to talk about. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I'll say 35. (laughs) $102,786. That's ridiculous. $102,000, yeah. $100,000. However, there's a reason behind it. It was was, Hitler's? 
it, no. it was Hitler's. <laughs> um, no, it was the 63 Herbie used mm. in Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo and Herbie Goes Bananas. Um, weird, weird thing, though. Wasn't the like the original one sold for like half that? Yeah. Well, it probably was the time. It was probably sold long ago and all that. This was more recent. But that's right? the third and fourth movie that that one yeah. was in. Yeah. I can't believe there were that I many. I love movie cars, oh, man. Oh, dude. I and don't... then <laughs> I love the next cars. highest was Jerry Seinfeld's. Uh, it was the 60s, and it went for 115543 which I don't get. I've seen a photo of this car. It's just it, plain white. Uh, yeah, it yeah. had like the classic um, like bowl or like plate rims, like the rim covers the, on it. Yeah, the the dog bowl. Yeah, dog bowl. Dog dish. And like I I don't know, man. Like it's not. It doesn't look like anything special. But um, actually, here let me let me. Just, did you pull something it, for this? Yeah. Um. It was Jerry Seinfeld's. I was gonna say. Do you <laughs> think it's because no that that's literally because the it was why. owned by Jerry Seinfeld. Do you think that Jerry adds Seinfeld, a lot? And it, you know. Jerry Seinfeld is just like Jay Leno in that his cars are I was going just, to be immaculate. Well, I was, I was just yeah. going to say, like, that's like one of these cars. If, you know, if Jay Leno was one of the previous owners, that would that would jump the price up. Right. Immensely. It would. Jay Leno sells cars. Like, nope. Well, I'm, I'm sure Leno he has sold a car at some point in his I life. I don't know, man. Like, he, he may not have. have you seen like, it? Have I've you, seen it. Have yeah, you seen a tour of like his garage where like, he has like a whole wing that is just cars that his staff. And yes, Jay Leno has a, a garage staff yeah. that's working on to like yeah. restore right. back up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, I get that. And like, I just, I don't know. Like, I guess it's just because I was never like the biggest fan of Seinfeld mm-hmm. that yeah. like, I see that and I understand like, uh, I like what he does with comedians, cars, coffee, whatever. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, dude. It's a beetle. Like, I get the Herbie yeah. one because it's Man. a car. It movie. was a car. It was a movie car. Yeah, yeah I get but that. But it, it, it's literally People just because like him, it was Jerry Seinfeld and you know it was immaculate. I'm sure. That's it. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. Um, and I want to take this one too. Yeah. Because there are two types of people in this world. <laughs> Say it again. Those who think Miatas are chick cars and giggle at people who drive them and those who have actually ridden in one. And in particular, we're going to talk about the NA, which was the first generation MX-5, Miata, whatever. So originally priced in 14 to 20 grand. Um, it was the poor man's supercar or so, poor man's sports car. It's poor man's sports car. Yeah. So that, that 14 to 20, uh, reason I included the, the range is because mm. there was like five to eight different models of this one right. that you could get in different configurations. Yeah, you could get with cloth seats, a cassette deck, and an AM FM radio, manual roof. That's it. But for twenty grand, you could get one with a CD player, leather speakers in the headrest, a, a cloth top that went up and down, still manually. But then you had a hard top to go on top of it. I think you could actually get them with a roll bar, like the seat yeah. roll bar too. Yeah, it, it, well, I don't necessarily think it was like a full on roll bar. I think oh. it was just the one behind <laughs> yeah, that's the a, seats. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that would be a roll bar still considered. There's, I forget what they're called. Like their seat there's, roll bars. Like seat yeah, bars. something like that. So, you know, there, there was a wide berth of uh, pricing on that. Um, Tim kind of put it in there. There are very rare clean examples. Um, and it is becoming harder and harder because lots of them are used for drift missiles because, you know, you can pick one up for six grand. Yeah, well, that's because that's the thing. Like, these things have, n- like, notorious, notoriously been 
relatively cheap to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts are readily available for them. So if you want to make any modifications or fix things that are wrong mm-hmm. with them. And the fact that they are so good to drive, yeah. they don't sit in a garage. If you buy one of these things, you drive it. And, and you, you drive, drive the it piss out of it. Exactly. So, well, and there's an entire amateur race series that, like of weekend warriors that it's Miata-based. Yeah. Like... So you know that those, because they're not being driven by professional drivers, <laughs> you know, those cars are getting damaged. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, Amateur wheel-to-wheel driving. Like, yeah. Right. So, I mean, um, currently about fifteen grand for a very clean example. In no time flat, they're going to be worth good money. This is, we talk about all the time that in 40 years, anything that's made today you know, if somebody finds it in a barn, they're not going, ooh, I'd be willing to put money on that any generation of MX-5 Miata. If somebody finds that in a barn in 40 years, there's going to be a little bit of a giddiness to it. Because sure. they're fun cars, you know? And they're cutesy. And I love something that's cutesy and somebody in a 60-whatever muscle car pulls up and, <laughs> and then the Miata takes them. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Dan's Miata definitely LS swap because he popped the. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, and that's the thing is I would I would pop the one six in it yeah. so fast. So it's it's got an LS three in it, let's say, yeah. just yeah. for the sake of so whoever six. pulls up to him in a LS muscle car. Six. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> just mm. see ya. Yeah, uh, and Bye. all the mufflers on it, so it doesn't you can't hear it. Yeah, right. Be good. Anyways. Uh, it's just that's a that one to me is weird um, because you can get them for so ch- so mm-hmm. cheap and like you don't see them really as competitive drift cars. There, I think there's like one dude running uh, modern, the newest version MX5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Mike Wadette runs one. Yeah, um, he's actually downscaled that. That's not running the two O though. Oh no, <laughs> no. Well the the no, you're right. Oh, the, it's a 13B. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. it's a, the, the Rad Bull. Mm-hmm. So, but they they're running newer ones, right? So, mm-hmm. a lot of people, no one that I know of, even in like the amateur drift series, are running Miatas as their comp car. But that's why, like, you'll see them as drift missiles. I think there's like one dude on YouTube that I've seen who LS'd his because um, he popped three yeah. <laughs> one sixes. Oh my God. And here's the the, the he important thing charge, is, so like yeah, the important thing to note here is is that the one six is in no shape or form a fragile engine. Mm-hmm. Just people drive the piss out of them. Well, I mean, you put a big turbo on it. Well, yeah, pop. yeah, but, and maybe some fuel rails, and then go. Eh, that's good. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 just a drift missile, man. Cheap car, <laughs> but like as they disappear, you know, as they yeah. end up, yeah, just broken and battered in junkyards. Mm-hmm. The price of the ones that are still available are going to skyrocket. Yep. They're going to yeah. skyrocket. That demand's going to go up. There's always going to be somebody. Because here's the thing, the Miata. I can't think of a better vehicle to learn to drift in for the cost probably not either Every, that or a 240 well everybody's that's gonna say it. everybody's gonna say like s chassis right but the problem mm-hmm. with s chassis is like that's a car like the supra that has already gone up people call this one the drift tax because right it is an amazing all-around car that you can learn to drift in and mm-hmm. like that car because of what it is yeah. you cannot get one like a decent one for under 10 grand yeah and that's crazy like that that cost of entry is too high for something that you're going to put and into you a only wall. and it when you're looking at those 
and you see the zip ties on them and go, oh, man, look at that. You can only take off 50 cents per zip tie. <laughs> okay? Like, if, they, if the entire car is stitched together with zip ties, you're still spending 15 k on it. So it's it's one of those things where I do agree with you because the only other car I would say would probably be like E36, but then you, you have to deal with all of the insane parts that are consumable that require changed or adjusted when you change your oil. Right. Because be- Beamer, right? Right. So it's, it's a great car, and that's why they're disappearing. That's why they're going up. Yep. Yeah. So the next one that we have on here is a Mustang, but I would like to skip that and keep it in Japan. Yeah, for sure. We can end on that. Okay. So, um, look. Yeah, I mean, we, cause we already talked about Mustangs a little bit. Well, we this did, one's... So. It's, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Um, so uh, this was one that is arguable in that it is um, already kind of taking off. Um, but believe it or not, guys, Mitsubishi used to make good cars. Once upon a time. Oh, Once yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I look, forgot. The, the Eclipse, the first and second gens right now, you can still pick up for pretty cheap, but they're on their way up. Dude. I just wanted so I just want a vacation, guys. That's actually why we we missed last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, um, not well, sorry. I explained not it. Sorry. I explained yeah. it in the post. Yeah, uh, being an adult is like looking both ways before crossing the street and then getting hit by an airplane. Yep, just things happen. Um, and this was like one where it was I just had to like go home back to Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, but in Pennsylvania, and I forgot that this was legitimately a thing. The gen, the third gen, right? The weird, weird one that was in Too Fast, Too Furious. Is that third gen? The Fast and the Furious, the first one? No, Too Fast. No, he's talking about the... That was the fourth. The fourth gen. That car is so popular in my hometown. Really? Like, I saw five of them when I was there. Wow. And it is, right? So I saw two that were convertible parked in driveways. Granted, it's middle of the winter. Like, you're still driving that car middle of the winter. Uh, Because it had like salt and shit on the sides and like dirt. So I was like, well, yeah. And then the three were hard tops. Um, One was a slick top. The other two were were sunroof, moonroof, whatever. But five of them. And just like, just being around. terrible cars, man. And so like a friend of mine's mom had the last generation one, which I actually do kind of like that one because it goes back to kind of the bubbliness of the second A little bit, but it was over the top. But... It was so weird to see as many as I did because I'd like see it and be like, oh, whatever. You just see one. And that's yeah. in 2005? I haven't Dude, seen I one so of those. Many. I haven't seen one of those in so long, man. Weird Neither I. headlights. Yeah. The thing is, is you probably have, but your brain blurs it out because you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. You know? So it's it just like the, that's the first one, right? So mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, well, whatever. There's a, there's a new Eclipse. Yeah. Couldn't now, the see another third gens oh, are yeah. going for bank. Because of Fast and the Furious. They, sure. This also is yeah. the true of the Eagle Talon, which was the exact same car with the Eagle badge. But I, the, I hated how the Talons looked. I never I liked it. Yeah, they the had a slightly looked. different styling. And well, you no, either liked the it or you didn't. It or was like, the it was very. Laser in the first and second generations, yeah. too. Actually, though, I, don't mind I liked so the Talons in the first and second gens because they had that black top. And it was like so much. That Mitsubishi literally had the Mitsubishi Eclipse Talon edition. <laughs> yeah. And it was a black roof. Uh, so good. Um, and then the Plymouth had it for one year. I think that was the first generation. Uh, the taillights on that were hideous. Anyways, yeah. um, those were so good. But the one that is by far 
let me see. Just give me a second here. In my personal opinion, the best car that they ever made, and yes, I'm including the Lancer Evos, which, I mean, those are always expensive, so we're not going to talk about them here. Yeah. Those are always expensive. Yeah, who's they who's got be. Evo money? Right. For real. Nobody's, nobody no here. Um, but uh, the best car that they probably made, and I'll explain why, it came with Active Aero. Mm-hmm. It came with a turbocharged or twin turbocharged V6, two-door, very wide, adaptable suspension, and magnesium wheels. The Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4. Those were so good. They yeah, made man. more power than the Evos of the day. To be specific, it's got to be the VR4. It has to be the VR4. Right, right, right. But even the GT3, uh, the uh, 3000 GTs are still going up in price. Oh, yeah. Like, rapidly. Well, it's it's just like the Supra, right? So the NA Supra is still selling really high. Yep. Not as high as that, you know, high-selling one in the mm-hmm. States. But it's a thing in which that demand is there. And yep. so, like, people are going to buy the one they but can do get. You, right. Do you know how to make a front-wheel drive VR4? The computer and the turbo. The engine, gaskets, everything was identical. Sure. So, I mean, you could. That that engine, the uh, it's got a forged crank and forged... Uh, Connecting rods and forged piston sets. Forged so, I mean, sixty-three, basically, but a V, but a V six. Mm-hmm. So I mean, six G. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've I seen, was gonna make a joke there, but I couldn't. I've seen people out take those enough. apart, mm-hmm. and like, it's a transverse mounted engine. Yep. Um, the, um, <laughs> the spark plugs mm-hmm. on the one side of the bank are yeah. completely covered by the intake. Yeah. Uh, and so completely. like and that's back in the day when the intakes weren't plastic. No. They were yeah. cast aluminum. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I've I've seen like one one uh, YouTube channel they've done two or three of them and like they do them as giveaway cars and like dude like there's like they paint the the front like valve cover and then they just like look at the back and they're like fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just put the Yeah. No. The intake dude. back on it. Yeah. No fuck that, dude. But still a cool car. Here, here's the deal. Um, the only one that I was able to find in the United States for sale uh, using internet searches. I'm sure there are more out there that are just like on the side of the road. I'm sure. But um, it was a VR4 Spider, so the convertible, which actually convertibles go for less on these sports cars than uh, hardtops do. Which is crazy because they always cost more. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know, like this is different for like Model A's, Model T's. I get that. Um, Some of your exotic cars and all that, the convertible is more. However, for Japanese sports cars, you take the roof off, the price goes down. Anyways, um, but it was the only one that I could find for sale, and it was 20K. Um, And and the, uh, the hardtop obviously would go for more. I mean, obviously. But even the base model 3000 GTs, this is what I was talking about earlier, can fetch upwards of 15K for clean examples. I mean, that's, that's pretty good considering that this was a car that came out 25 years ago. Um, and it, they need love, obviously. Most but of them, yeah, every they, time. Like, that active arrow that's on it, 
if it's not broken down, it's going to break down as you pull out of the parking lot of the guy that <laughs> Probably. you bought it from. Yeah. It, it's going to break. It's 1990s electronics. It's going to break. But it, it was, it's just really cool. Um, but if you can find one for sale and it is under 10K, you buy it today because those are going to go up in price. I just found a 92 uh, on Cargaroos. Car- uh, it was like 500. My search results are usually like 500 miles from like our location. Right. Nine grand, uh, but it's, a, it's one of the ones with the pop-ups. Yeah. So. Do love a pop-up, but that's not the VR4. No, it's a VR4. Well, whatever. But still. No, so it, it's it, a first gen. Right. The, yeah. the, so. the last generation of those, those are going to be the ones that fetch high money. Yeah. People like those weird, like the weird vinyl covered headlights. On the, yeah. the VR4s. So yeah. it's a well, it's a different model. Yeah, that one. That, but no, I'm talking about the last one that had like the complete face redone. That one right there. Yeah. I like those. Huh. Looks like a stealth. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a stealth. You know it why? Because it's the, the same car. Stealth was built after a dump by a stealth. Those are not going to go for money because they're terrible. None of them were four uh, uh uh-uh. No, there was a four wheel drive one. Doesn't matter. They never came with the turbocharger. But the thing, the thing about that though is like no one made like aftermarket kits. No, for not for the stealth. No, no. Because it was hideous. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know how you can go from such a gorgeous car in the three thousand GT to an ugly car like the Dodge. Nineties Dodge. Nineties Dodge. There you go. Yeah, they figured out a way. Yep. Okay, Tim, wrap it up. So this one's weird. Um, I I don't see this. Uh, I'm not really a fan of this body style. But we're gonna talk about Mustangs again, just real quick. Um, 94 to 04, and I know it's a big, big gap, but, uh, we saw two, one generation of that time frame, but a facelift. Um, I slightly like the facelift a little bit more, but I still don't like it very much. Yeah. But, uh, this one is climbing. Um, it, it, it retailed from 23 to 39 grand. So a bit, mm. it, it's a Mustang. Um, so the 04 uh, current average sale price is around 23 for yeah. an 04. Yeah. And that's like, um, that's taking into account like the Cobra, all of the other ridiculous model variant trim levels that, that came in this. Um, the highest went for 175 Good grand. Good <laughs> Like, was that ridiculous. was that one like a uh, bullet or special edition? So I'm pretty sure it was a Cobra. Um, okay, I don't. Uh, had to have I been, don't man. think it was the bullet variant of that. But I mean, uh, I do like the bullet uh, of the facelift. I, I did like that one. Yeah, I. So I, I've been or thinking the Cobra about, R. I've been thinking about that's this. what it was. It was. It had to have it been had a Cobra. To have been R. A Most Cobra one thing I've been thinking about doing lately, because um, as you guys have seen, if you've ever been on our Facebook or Instagram, uh, I do renders sometimes where I'm taking f- f- some photos, I Photoshop them together, make stuff look cool. Most recent one was Bongo, right? It was Bongo, yeah. yeah it's um, so good. So I've been thinking what that 04 Mustang, like a Cobra, would look like with like a Rocket Bunny boss kit. We're we're gonna wait on that. You promised it to us, we right? So now. I've been I've been it's been in my mind. I've been thinking about doing one because I want to see it. But the work that would be required to actually do that would uh, you'd have to shave and remold the fenders mm-hmm. because the fenders the side indicators go all the way back into right. like the front section. So you have to re- like recut those, remold them, and then uh, the hood 
on those cars yeah. had this crazy like rake down yeah. and it was, was like, the cal induction i don't like them but yeah yeah um i think it'd look cool i think that would be something like really interesting they had to, to make see. room for the supercharger right is what it was and brian do not edit this because now he's told the people so now he has to do it that's fair absolutely yeah okay. it's fair okay. absolutely so man. can i tell you why this is happening or do you still have some just more? one small okay. comment this is the <laughs> this generation is the second and third ugliest mustang what do you think my order is Pre-facelift or after facelift as the the second? I say pre. Pre. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, so the one that I had. The one that I had. college, the SN96 like, That one is so had. hard yeah. to make look good. Like, yeah. it just doesn't look like a Mustang. And yeah, like, it, it really didn't. Like, I've, in the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about my first car a lot yeah. lately. Take another one. Take the nostalgia out of it. Well, I've I've got I've got the the itch again to to get back into a Mustang, and I just I just miss it. Mm. I just miss it. But like in thinking about my Mustang, like I fell in love with it because it was mine. Sure, but I'm not so in love with it and so nostalgic about it to to be able to say well right, but like to to be able to say. That that was one of the best looking Mustangs because it was not. Yeah, no. like it absolutely. What comparing was the worst it to the Mustang others, to Tim though, was it the Fox Body? Not. No, actually, the Fox Body. I think the ugliest ones were the Fox Bodies. I to do be honest I actually with really you. like that car. Granted, um, I I like the Capri way more. Just I yeah, but the, it's the generation directly before the Fox Body. So oh, the yeah. Fox Body was technically a facelift. Do you remember yeah. what cars were doing in the 80s well, where they, they would like they, recess the yeah. headlights? Yeah. And that's the thing. Actually, that is a Fox body. That was the uh, it's first, a first version. Like the first of versions of it. Yeah, like those, but, those I think are the are the worst dude, looking ones. It's like the Charger, too. Do you remember um, the yeah. Charger from the 80s? Oh, God. Yeah. I don't want that. That car does not exist. This is the last time <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, but can I just tell you real quick before we all go around and I want us to say what we think the next big car is going to be? Um, What's happening to those Mustangs right now is exactly what was happening to the Fox bodies earlier on this decade. In like 2012, 2013, everybody and their mother wanted a Fox body. And they're going for good money nowadays. Sure like they are. Good, clean examples, you know, some of the special editions. It's they're going true. for uh, too much, yeah. way too much. Yeah. For 4.6 liter, 5.0, whatever. Yeah. 5.0 I mean, is 305 Chevy. <laughs> 350. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't particularly like those, but I I can understand why people do. Yeah. And I do like that they exist and that you see them. Like, because it, it is it is an era. And like I said, I don't know what we were talking about earlier, but it happened. Yeah, like, it regardless, did. It, it happened. Yeah. It was there. It's part of the history. But we're allowed I love to leave Mustangs it in so the much, history. Like, you know, we're allowed so to leave it there. None of them, not, I wouldn't say any of them look bad, but it just, it didn't age well. It no. really didn't age well. Mm. Like... You know, mm. it, it it's it just it's Let's a very say, dated look. We like where they're going. I do love the way they're going. Same. Like mm. they, the last Dan's, five Dan's years bitter of Mustangs, because Chevy's every, not doing it like, right. Shut up. Yeah. In all honesty, since like twenty, maybe like twenty ten, mm. just like every time that they make little tweaks to it, and it, and I see, it, I'm just like, it just gets getting better and better, and I'm yeah. like, how can this look any better? How can they make this look better? And then they do, and I'm like, oh. They're bringing back the Fox body. I lo- no, no, no. <laughs> stop it. 
Okay. You stop. So, Brian, of all the cars that are, that uh, are, what do you think the next big classic frothing at the mouth everybody's going to want? So, are we, like, we're excluding. It doesn't have to be this list. Like, so this no. list is kind of cars that are already on their way. Yeah. No. So, yeah. yeah. Like, so, like, these are like, anything out there on the market years. right now that, like, we think is going to or, be. Or that isn't considered one of these right now, but in 10 years will be. Yeah. Um, that's a good question, man. Because I, I really don't spend my time looking up cars to buy. Well, just think of something um, pretty nowadays. But, like, think will... I think. You can't say Hyundai Elantra. No, I look. I He's like my car. It's 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 gotten me around and it's been very good to me. But I'm that's another one. I don't have any rose colored glasses about that car. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am still waiting for Tim to do a mock up of my Elantra to make it look cool. Uh, we'll see. What oh, he's been working on it. Yeah. He just can't it's, make it happen. It's tough. It's a tough job. It's mean. It's a tough job. Um, I don't know. So like, because because we're talking about cars that maybe aren't like crazy expensive now, but that are gonna be. Yeah. sought after later mm-hmm. and but like the things that i'm thinking of like right now are things like the first generation teslas and things like that that will like in 10 20 years mm-hmm. i think they will be sought after like collector yeah. pieces but, but they're no, crazy I, expensive now and they'll be crazy expensive i, I still then. think that's okay because i think that they'll um, be more crazy expensive later yeah yeah i i definitely agree with what you said earlier about the miatas I think yeah. any generation of the Miatas, you know, 20 the years down the ones. road, even the, I'll it, even the new ones. ones. Dude, I love the new I ones. I fucking love the I, new I ones, man. To be fair, I'll accept I, that, though. I think, I, as, in, on that point, I think that the newest MX-5, I think that one would be the only one that I would be excited for in a barn find. Like, yeah. unless, mm-hmm. unless, like, the NAs go away. Like, unless there is no more to get, unless it's a completely clapped out one. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'd be excited to find one. But a Miata in its, like, standard stock state... I don't. Yeah. Is not a very good looking car. It, no, it yeah. isn't. But that's not what it's about necessarily. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, but I'll take that brand new Miata. Yeah, I'd good. say the Miatas. Tim, uh, I got three. Nope. Not Gotta pick I, one. Nope. Got three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this one's for you, Dan. Uh-huh. Is the uh, I think I'm gonna go 82 to 92. Like court, like uh, the Camaros and the uh, like oh, Firebirds, the third gens, third gens. Yep. Reason is, is the uh, the F bodies is like the, what you have, right? Project Lazarus. Is that an uh, F-body? That's the fourth gen. Technically, it's still an F body. Yes. So those ones are popular now for like drifting and stuff. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people are getting into those just because they're available and they're cheap for now. But for I now. do think that they are start going to start going up because mm-hmm. of that popularity. And yep. they're, uh, I think Detroit Speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they are like capable of making them incredible cars that they never were oh yeah no totally they those things were anemic because gm was where it was at that day right you can make them good they're not that heavy and like detroit speed has like an example of that it's like all of their custom bits are thrown onto this thing and it is it's rowdy yeah Mm -hmm. So it's like it's pretty cool. I think that one's gonna. I think those are gonna fully come up, and they're it's gonna get hard to find again. Like especially. Like I the, think the third and fourth gens are like that. So yeah, yeah I agree. Um, the Celica Supra, the first mm. gen. Yeah. Just because what you mentioned earlier of the third gens following suit with the fourth, the Mark Fours. Yeah. The Mark Threes are. They're gonna work back. They're gonna work back. And I actually, it's gonna be the Mark Four, Mark Three, Mark Two, then the Celica. And the Mark Two, yeah. the Mark Two is not a great car. It really is. Um, I like. I do want. There's one thing that I do love about it, um, and it is 
like how of the era it is. Yeah. It has the like emblazoned across the hatch, the back hatch Supra, just so absurdly <laughs> yeah. huge. Yeah. And it has, why not? Yeah. It has the biggest fender flares for no reason. Cause yeah. the wheels do not meet them. No, the, the <laughs> wheels are like an inch and a half inboard. So yeah. It's so weird. Um, but I've seen them look cool. There was one here in, um, in Austin. It was a uh, automatic, but it was, it was, uh, on aero, like aero wheels, yeah. like just race wheels. It looked so cool because it was yeah. slammed. No, those are, those would be, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, also, 300ZX, all, yeah. gen, all generations. That'd yeah. be good. Yep. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. Anything from 2002 until, well, present day. In 10, 20 years, if it has, if it's American, four door, and has more than a four point five V eight in ten to twenty years, those cars are going to be worth hand over fist money. This includes the Dodge Charger, the Pontiac G eight, and the Chevy SS, just to name a few. That counts like the Magnum and... Uh, the Magnum's another one. But the Chevy SS in particular is the one that I want. <laughs> Just going to put it out there. But until next time, I'm Dan Nichols. I'm Brian Tatchin. I'm Tim Wesley. Now get out my garage!